Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Absolutely Podcast. If you're new and just tuning into our show for the first time, this is a show where me and my friend Amelia, we talk about all things that are going on in our lives, all things that come with graduating college, starting a new career, moving to a new city, trying to make new friends, um, health journey, so many other things along the way, mental health, movement, kind of just all things wellness and you know, being in our 20s and trying to figure out life. And we call it the Absolutely Podcast because we hope that you absolutely feel like you are being heard or that you learn something new or, you know, that you are absolutely just kind of feel at home and feel like this is a safe space for you. So on this week's episode, well, I'm Kira. I'm one of your hosts on the show. And in this week's episode, it's going to be a solo episode with me and one of my very good friends, Sophia, who was featured on one of our earlier episodes that we put out in the fall. And on this episode, my friend Sophia and I really just dive into where we are in life, the journey that she's on, how you kind of make a big decision about changing paths when you are kind of invested in the path that you already started, how you show up for yourself with self-love, how you show up for yourselves with movement and the love language that you have for yourself. We talk about family, setting boundaries with family. We talk about so many different things and I loved our conversation today. I had a few epiphanies myself and she's just one of my closest friends that I feel really understands me. And so our conversation today flowed super easily and I'm really excited for you to check it out. If you're someone who's feeling a little lost right now or has maybe started on a path, and you're not sure if it's the path that you should continue, Sophia talks about how she made the decision to leave grad school and how she feels really confident in that decision and is remembering to be kind for herself, knowing that when she made that decision, she was in the best space she could have been. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this episode today. I think there's so much good stuff packed in here. I'm so thankful to Sophia for the episode. Um, As you can tell when you listen, she's one of my best friends, and so we really banter with each other a little bit. There's a lot of jokes put in there. And I will say there's a little bit of a, it's a little bit quiet today. So you might have to turn the volume up once you get past the intro. We're sorry about that. Amelia and I are really still learning so much about podcasting. It's been such an exciting journey, but we feel like sometimes when you have these great ideas, unless things are perfect, it's hard to act. So, you know, when we decided to start this show, we really just jumped into it and we're learning along the way and we're learning a lot, I will say. So thanks for bearing with us. This episode's a little bit quiet, but it's a really good one. So I hope you just can turn it up, pop in some headphones, go on a nice walk or clean your room or whatever you have to do. But I'm so excited and we can get right into it. (laughs) Sophia Rose Warren. (laughs) Magna cum laude. Magna magna cum laude. (laughs) Mother of my children. Mother of my children. (laughs) Love of my life. Love of my life. Sophia, my bestie. Welcome to, welcome back to the pod. Am I the first repeat customer? Yes, you are the first repeat customer. Back for more. Couldn't get enough. (laughs) Um, Welcome back. Hi. How are you feeling? I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so... A little one-on-one. A little uno on uno Excited for your questions. Yeah. Uno, uno, uno. Uno, I will actually be interviewing you today. Uh, um, cool. Well, Sophia, my dear friend, mm. why don't you tell us a little bit about you 
and where you are in life and what's been going on lately. Sure. Well, I feel like the big, the elephant in the room is I just got back from two months in Europe. I flew straight to Kira, mm. London to Kira, and it's been a great little few days to catch up with friends. And yeah, my life's in kind of a big transition moment, so I feel like that's what we'll talk about today, but I'm doing great. I'm ready to get back into a routine after traveling, mm-hmm. feeling inspired, feeling creative, Yep. feeling connected to friends, which always leaves me in a good spot, and feeling more in tune with my passions. Ooh. So, I'm passion. excited. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to school together. Oh, yeah. I didn't introduce, like, I mean, who I am, really. Just sure, yeah. Give today, us a little but... bit about who you are. Elevator yeah. pitch. Well, from Colorado. Kira and I are both from Colorado. Yes. Let's go. Bus. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I grew up in Colorado, went to school out in California. That's where Kira and I met. Love the outdoors. Love surfing. Love being in the ocean. We were just in the ocean yesterday and uh <laughs> by the ocean christmas yesterday. carols epic barrels <laughs> <laughs> Dude, surf, bro. <laughs> yeah no. surf's up is my favorite movie <laughs> pretty much so i carry my wax with me maybe, all the time maybe kira can introduce me better than i can introduce myself <laughs> no uh no but i i'm just a easygoing gal i love my friends and i love food i love being active being outside you love your family your big Very family close with my family. family gal yeah besties with my bros <laughs> besties with me just me i'm just one of the bro i'm just one of the boys <laughs> i'm the youngest of four three older brothers that was pretty formative for me i feel like that's why i'm chill yeah you you're know? so chill so chill guys <laughs> guys i promise i'm chill i'm chill i'm chill I'm tell chill. me i'm chill <laughs> Cool. So yeah. Anyways, that's kind of a little makings of me. Yeah. And I am very creative. I love yeah, the arts. You are. I love video. I love all that stuff. So yeah. I don't know. Those no, are the no. big things. Cool. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Great. So I guess we can kind of start off maybe like post graduation. So you graduate from St. Mary's. Congratulations. Congrats, Magna Brad. cum laude. <laughs> Summa cum laude. Light of my life. <laughs> Sophia Warren. Congratulations. Figure out my dreams. Um, so you moved home after yeah. graduation. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk about that? For sure. So I had a whole big dream, right? Yeah. I was going to move to Austria. I had a dream. I had a dream. <laughs> Zoom. <laughs> Little Sophia. At a ripe old 22 years old, had a dream to move to Australia. And then COVID happened. Um, so I was kind of trying to figure out what was going on after for after school. And my mental health was not great. And I was kind of feeling lost, as most people do after mm-hmm. graduating college. Knew I didn't want to stay in the Bay Area. I was ready for something a little calmer. So having had my travel plans, you know, nixed, I (laughs) decided to go back home and just basically, like, level out my internal rhythm. I feel like I needed to, like, have a soft landing because I was just not in a good place. So I just did the only thing I knew to do, which was go home. Yeah. I moved in with my parents for 10 months. 
I worked at a coffee shop, bartended, tried to like get my shit together, start therapy, and now I'm in a completely different place or space mentally, but I'm still living in Denver, so I stayed for a while. But yeah, the beginning of it was rough. The beginning of adult life was kind of a jarring transition without friends. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, I mean, I think the narrative's kind of changed a bit since COVID, but I feel like we shame, we had a lot of shame around anyone who moved home. Yeah, for Did sure. you feel any of that or do you think? I felt like it wasn't my own decision mm. in a way. Like I felt like my mental health was speaking louder than like mm. my soul in that moment. Like I knew I needed to take care of my mind. So it was the decision that was the best to make. Yeah. But it wasn't one that felt like truly like mine. Yeah. It felt like sort of a desperate decision, yeah. I guess. Which was okay, you know? You gotta do what, you you know, you you can in the moment. And that's why I felt like the only option was. But it's not good to feel like you only have one option, Yeah. right? Do you feel like those first 10 months you were waiting to get out of Denver? Do you think it shifted? Because you're there now. So where do you think it shifted of, like, this is where I'm going to be? This is where I actually want to be, right now at least. Yeah. I think it was sort of, you know, after a few months of therapy and feeling like I was getting kind of more on top of things mentally and just calmer, I felt like I could start, you know, applying to jobs that were more maybe career focused. And I think getting a stable job sort of helped me put some roots down. I work remote, so it's not even like I had a workplace to go to every day. But I think just having some routine and feeling more like normal yeah. in my life and like starting to make friends slowly made me feel like, okay, let me enjoy this present, mm-hmm. even if it's not for long. And then through work, I was offered the chance to start grad school. And that's when I made the decision to stay in Denver for three years, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a decision I made last summer. So a year ago, um, that was a year after graduating university. Yeah. And made that decision. And I thought, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to enjoy being by family. When am I going to get to be by family again? Yeah. I had a brother move home and into, the, into Denver. So I was living in Denver as well. And I thought, okay, let's, you know, Denver's a city that people come to live. Yeah. Like, it has some redeeming qualities. (laughs) I thought I could, you know, move out of my parents' place. It's chill. We'll find some outdoorsy people. It'll be fun. Decide to go to grad school. Maybe I'll meet people there. Let's enjoy these three years. Yeah. Yeah. And then... I decided to drop out, <laughs> which we will get to, which we'll uh, get to. I want to ask first before we go to grad school, because yeah. that's where we're heading. Yeah. Um, well, not you anymore. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> not this girl. Not, not Who are you talking one. about? <laughs> Me? Um, I want to start first with your job, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us kind of just took jobs senior yeah. year of college, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of it, we've ended, we, you know, everyone ends up where they're supposed to end up. Mm. You, in that time that you took to kind of be work, be a barista, work at a coffee shop, I think you had the time to look intentionally for something that aligned with your passions. As mm. you said, you're very passionate. Um, can you talk a little bit about 
the job that you're in, how mm-hmm. you found it, and how you're feeling about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess this is important for for me to hear, even now that I'm like looking towards the next step, and for other people in my life looking for work. Yeah. When I was looking for work, I originally had like done the thing of apply to everything you can. Yeah. This, you know, apply 30 applications a day until you get something. Yeah. And I was so burnt out. So I took a break from looking for work for like a month and a half. I just did not look on anything. And I gave myself time to just think about, okay, what actually would I like to do? What can I do right now? What am I qualified for? Leaving school, you're not qualified for much. Yeah. Um, but I had a few like inklings about possibly going into research, like in an academic setting. Higher education has really good benefits. So I then kind of went back to the looking for a job, but in a more intentional way, I looked for higher education jobs in research. And then I did so in my interest area, which was climate, indigenous rights, uh, social justice research, things that are more qualitative not as much counting, you know, I wanted to talk to people, I wanted to interview people. So I sort of looked up qualitative research jobs in higher education. So that already made it a lot easier to look yeah. because there were not, it's a much more limited, right? And I think taking the time to be slow and intentional and only apply to maybe one job at a time and do it really with a lot of quality helped me find a position that immediately like I resonated with the people who hired me felt my passion in it so my role right now is uh, I work with indigenous folks on like their tribal child welfare programs and I research and help them like build more capacity within their work so just reinforcement really it's not research like human subject research or anything but it's more just community building um, helping their workforce do their work in a healthier way. Um, very like trauma informed research. And that's what I wanted experience in. Yeah. I don't think that's where I'll go my whole career. Mm-hmm. I've kind of developed, I think, I, I know that research isn't for me, but I'm still learning a lot that I love. And working with Indigenous folks has really been an incredible learning experience for me as a non-native person so that's what I'm in right now full-time remote (laughs) hence hence the two months in Europe yeah hence why I can travel and have a beautiful team supporting me yeah and stoked for me yeah yeah it's been a soft landing place after school yeah I feel really lucky but I also feel that being taking that time taking that pause being intentional and putting effort into like one application at a time was what helped me be successful in that search for anyone needing that advice like take a break (laughs) yeah and kind of go back to what really resonates with you yeah so this job you have it's kind of fulfilling the desire to learn more to yeah kind of focus in on areas that you are passionate about climate you know social justice how does that lead to the decision to go to grad school Yeah, I think it was mainly just the support of my team to have me continue my education in my own interest area because I don't get to do like the climate side of things, right? 
um, in my work, it's more with the child welfare, which yeah. isn't necessarily a passion of mine, but I enjoy the work, right? But my team recognized that I had areas that I wanted to develop as well. So I thought, oh, that's so cool. Let me apply for school. Yeah. Like, it's free. Yeah. Well, like, when is grad school free? Yeah. And it's free because you work at the college. It's free because I work full time. Yeah. So they pay for your credits and you can work through a degree slowly. So I thought, okay, I have the support. Let me look and see if there's a degree that feels like a good, good fit. Yeah. And I found a degree that is uh, global environmental sustainability. It's within the like inter- environment. Sorry, the international studies school, the grad school, at the University of Denver. Very policy heavy work going on there. So I thought I'd give it a try. Yeah. And <laughs> how are we feeling? <laughs> Yeah, and cut to now, like, I've taken these eight weeks out of country. I took that break to, well, first of all, I had used all my credits for the year, so I couldn't take any classes until next fall. And I was starting to feel like that policy side of things and the people I was meeting at school and what their passions were did not align with what I was envisioning for myself. Yeah. Because I was getting into climate work to do more, like, climate film climate activism in sort of that community creative space yeah and that's not what I was going to school for and it just took me a second to realize that and I was trying to cater it to different things that I wanted to do like I was trying to sign up for a film class too but it was with undergrads it was like a very intro class and I think I was sort of swimming upstream Mm -hmm. the whole time with trying to make it fit yeah for me because it was free (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I thought like, oh, I can't let this go to waste, this opportunity. And now, you know, again, like I've taken time. I took a break to think deliberately. Again, another pause to sort of get back in tune with what I need. And I've just thought a lot about where do I naturally spend my energy? Yeah. Is it climate? Is it climate policy more specifically? No, it's not at all. I'm still passionate about it as a subject area and I want to support people who are doing that work but I'm just finding that how I spend my time what I want to spend my time doing is really shifting yeah when do you think you started to realize that I listened to a Jay Shetty podcast (laughs) of course you did that you sent me I think Ah, or you know definitely (laughs) Kira got me onto it and I was listening to a Jay Shetty podcast and for those of you who don't know, I'm also a personal trainer and who would know nutrition that? coach for <laughs> our Hype large art audience. Up, Sophia. Own it. So I'm I'm a personal trainer. I'm a nutrition coach as well, and that's been just the past year. So I would do I was doing that part time as well. So I was a very busy gal. So's the hot personal trainer <laughs> at the DU gym. So I'm the only female trainer. If any of you I'm in high listening <laughs> go to the University of Denver, hit me up. And you see that 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 yoked muscle mommy <laughs> personal trainer that's Sophia yeah my plaque on the wall yeah <laughs> hit me up I need more clients but I was just realizing thinking about okay so this Jay Shetty let me backtrack Jay Shetty podcast says like when finding your purpose like where do you naturally spend your most energy and I was just thinking about like what YouTube videos am I watching at 10 p.m yeah every night I'm not watching climate policy, like, yeah, I'm watching 
I'm watching wellness. I'm watching breathwork stuff. I'm watching spirituality. I'm watching film. That's that's what I want to talk about. That's what I always want to get in the weeds with. Could it be that simple? That's where my mind all of a sudden this one week was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. Why am I scratching to make purpose out of an interest area and climate that's not like coming from my soul? Yeah. Could it be as simple as I love my personal training job? That might be my favorite part of the week is working with clients. I love talking to my friends about fitness and wellness and food and cooking. Could it be that easy that like maybe that is just the area I'm supposed to be working in and yeah. putting my energy into and contributing to because that feels the easiest to me and not easy in a lazy way, just like easy in a this is me yeah. kind of way. So I think that's sort of how that like transition happened of just feeling that way. Once I get my mind on something too, it's really hard for me to not like act on it yeah, and take action for myself. So I went to Europe thinking, I'm going to think about not going yeah. to grad school. I remember you said that. And by the time I started chatting about it with friends, I had already made up my mind yeah. that it wasn't for me. Yeah. And that I was going to hop out. <laughs> Drop out. Thank you, but no. <laughs> and yeah. luckily I have, you know, lots of support around me for that. Yeah. How do you... I want to talk more about the wellness space mm. that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. But I think I struggle a lot with constantly thinking about the different paths that are in front of me. And I'm, I don't think regret is the right word because I believe that everything you do gets you to exactly where you are and I wouldn't change anything about where I am. But I think it's hard for me to sit in those moments. Like you're talking about take intentional time to figure out what you want. Mm. I don't think I could just take, mm -hmm. it would be hard for me to sit and take a month because I would be thinking that I'm not doing the right thing or I'm missing out or I should be doing something else. Yeah. Do you, f how, looking back on your experience doing grad school for a year, mm -hmm. how do you feel about it? Do you feel like it was a wash? Do you regret that you did it? I'm asking because I think this is a feeling that a yeah. lot of us have. Looking back, it's like, should I have taken that other job? Yeah. Should I not have done this? What if I had done that? You know, right. it's an easy of human course. feeling to worry that we made the wrong decision. So I'd love to, to hear your thoughts because yeah. you sound confident in this decision. Yeah. But I'm guessing there's more or well, it, maybe there's an not. important thing to talk about, though, because I think that's a, yeah. lot, a lot of people go through. And if that comes up for me of, oh, did I even need to get into that? Yeah. I think about where was I when I made that decision, though, to start grad school? It yeah. felt really right. Yeah. And so continuing to make decisions with that intuition, yes, might like lead you down a path that you later change, but you still made that decision in an informed way. Yeah. And I think that's what I try to channel and remember of, okay, but when I made that decision, it felt right to me. So that's okay. It's yeah. also okay that it doesn't feel right anymore. Like allowing myself mm. that freedom to change as well within that. And as far as feeling like wasted time, like I try to be really patient with life. Yeah. Like, we got time. We're young. Yeah. And if we don't got time, that's fine too. But like we're young. 
and we have to try things and there's so much gray area too like taking a pause might not mean like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. I'm sitting with this like scared feeling. Yeah. It could mean just like trying things on mm. on the weekend, like going and trying a new way of movement, mm-hmm. seeing if that resonates with you. Yeah. Trying to maybe like journal a couple days a week, you know, trying something new that gets you into a space of like exploring something, doing a workshop in an area you're interested in, that kind of thing. That's still giving you information. Totally. And maybe signing up for a year of grad school like gives you a little more information than you were like hoping for at the end of the day but having no like financial burden from it helps me feel like I don't have regrets yeah but also just knowing the decision felt right at the time yeah I met some cool people it's still information I thought I was going down like the strict climate path and that's cool yeah but it's feels almost like a relief to me that yeah. now I know yeah and I needed to do that to know yeah so I have no regrets but I understand how those feelings come up yeah because we do feel a sense of urgency to get to our purpose and to find it but the the quest is already the purpose mm. so it's all happening already the rat was the cook, cook the, the whole, whole time, time. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Little did we know. Ritsatsutsui. <laughs> I have a favorite podcaster other than you guys. Boyd Vardy. Boyd Vardy. Boyd Vardy. If you don't Broadway. know Boyd. Boyd Boyd Vardy. Boyd Vardy. If you don't know Boyd Vardy. Wow, that is a mouthful. Um, he's a Sith African man. <laughs> who grew up on a safari. And, like, tracked, learned to track lions with his whole life. That was his purpose in life. He's still living, by the way. Shout out. This is related. He wrote a book about how tracking a lion is like tracking your purpose in life. And we have a favorite line. Kira and I use it a lot. That when you go down the wrong path, quote, wrong path, um, a path where maybe the lion didn't end up, you know, continuing, maybe turned around. Um, if you end up on the wrong track, it's still information. And he calls it the land of not here. (laughs) (laughs) So you found this, you're somewhere, but but you're not where you need to be. But it's still information because where you are is not here. Not here. (laughs) But that means that your purpose still exists. Yeah. And you're getting closer and closer by finding those different tracks Mm -hmm. and then backtracking. And then seeing a new one, you're like, okay, let's try this out. Yeah. Soon enough, you'll realize whether it's a path worth continuing down or if it's not. And I think just like having the courage to sometimes backtrack mm-hmm. or to acknowledge that you've made it to the land of not here, not here. <laughs> is really important. Void Barty. Void Barty. Yeah, if you, he, he's much more eloquent, so definitely check out his. His, uh, his got a nice little accent. Yeah, so easy to listen to. So, yeah, that search for purpose is huge. Yeah, I really like what you said there about having the courage to backtrack. I think sometimes we're so stubborn that it's yeah. easy to say, no, I started this grad school, so I'm going to stick it out mm-hmm. because I started it and I need to finish it. Yeah. And 
it's easy to get trapped in that mentality. Obviously, that's an example. There, I think that applies to many situations mm-hmm. that people are in. And then that's how you end up in a stagnant, yeah, where you didn't want to be. Non-purposeful. The not here. You're stuck. The not here. <laughs> yeah, just because you, are you were stuck. so adamant to like prove to yourself yeah. or your family or your yeah. partner that you could do it. Yeah. But it's like, but do you want to do it? Yeah. Is that what you want to spend your time doing? Yeah. Is that who you want to be with? Is that, you know, all those things. Is that the version of you you want to be? And that's such an iterative process. And it does require backtracking. Yeah. And just like having that self-compassion to not only recognize, but also to act on those things for yourself. If you get that feeling that you're not in the right space. There's a million ways you can live your life. And I think we need to remind ourselves of that too. Like get ourselves out of this like fucking binary, you know? And let ourselves breathe a little bit, try some things, move to a different country, like see what happens. I don't know. We only got <laughs> one. We're just we're just confused units. We are just confused. Living units. on a rock. Like try some shit out while you're here. <laughs> yeah. And talk to people about it. Yeah. This this all in my brain would probably be nothing if I didn't have people to talk to about it and yeah. relate to with and have my friends contribute their own purpose and their own search for that with me. Like, that's the good shit. Yeah. I like that you... I think there's a lot of themes of, like, patience, self-love, gratitude, vibes... <laughs> are there are there overall vibes what do you think has been a big or are there big contributors to you kind of having this patience for yourself and your love for yourself are there any moments you can think of or tips or techniques or things that you rely on when you do start to feel a little jumbled that Mm -hmm. help you get grounded back to who you are or you know knowing this and being patient with yourself Mm. that's a good question Oof. Sorry, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> I didn't write these I up mean, beforehand. tools, tools for regrounding mm-hmm. into that patience. I think, really, at the end of the day, presence. Like, and I am not always great with being present, but I think that's the the truest moments are being present. The truest moments in my life are when I've been present and yeah. fully there. And when you're fully present you can't be anywhere else so you have to be patient because you're in the now like that's all that's all there is yeah so you're being forced to sit in the moment and accept what is around you and embrace what's around you and that can be like a lot easier said than done yeah i would say but just I don't know, maybe maybe the idea of like counting your blessings, right? Mm-hmm. And just being patient with that. And also like self being self-aware to know what your needs are. Like I've been forced to be patient because I also had like a really hard time with anxiety for a couple years. And so there were a lot of things I supposedly wanted to do, but also my brain was like fighting me <laughs> or I was fighting my brain and yeah. wasn't I was really struggling with that. So I felt like almost forced to deal with that before I could do anything else. And so I had to, to let some things go of like who I thought I was going to be at that moment, Mm -hmm. what I thought I was going to be doing after school, 
and just take care of myself in the present because I wasn't doing well. Yeah. So that was the only option. Because if I, I want to do life well, so if I'm not feeling good, I have to take care of that first, I think. Yeah. I think that's really important you say that. I yeah. think it's easy to lose sight of that and to push mm. through because we feel we need to. Yeah. And I just see how that bottles up for people and for myself too. But like some people who have lived a lifetime of things bottled up and pushing through, whether that be pushing through mental illness, physical illness, ignoring that that's happening, toxic relationships, like just seeing how that affects you if you stick around and don't kind of get really in tune with how it's actually affecting you and not working on solutions, like seeing how that builds up. Yeah. Is, and it's also easy to have that stuff build up. Yeah. So just like trying to be aware of that now so that it doesn't get harder and harder later. Yeah. So like, oh shit, there's so much I didn't do that I wanted to. Mm. You know? Yeah. Did I answer your question? Yeah. I don't know. Can you give me an example of what being present looks like? Is there a moment you can think of with friends or with yourself or with your family that I think... Mm is like you being really truly showing up and being present Mm. it's easy it's easiest I think to be present in really good times Mm. but I think also having self-awareness and being present in harder times is kind of something I I try to do um hmm for me the easiest way to do that is through physical like getting in touch with my body and like finding some movement um I guess like a really specific example of finding presence for me if I'm not feeling like I have that I'll just turn on a song and like dance alone like in my apartment Mm. just like get energy moving in my body and to just sort of bring my attention down from my brain into my body Mm. get it out of my head yeah you know so I think movement's something that's really helpful for me with being present. And once you start having moments, like more and more moments of presence, even if they're just for seconds at a time, the more you start having those, the more you seek that, I think. And it starts to permeate through relationships and through being really open and there with people in your life. And again, I'm not perfect at it, but I think it starts to you know, replicate itself and get a lot easier when you when you take a second to slow down see what's around you give yeah. that, give it a little gratitude give your body a little shake like that kind of stuff really simple <laughs> simplifying stuff yeah breath work yeah teeny tiny steps and that ebbs and flows and you backtrack and you say oh shit i haven't journaled in two months am i okay <laughs> Right? So, you know, we're not perfect, but just let it... Wiki, wiki. You can always access the now, you know? Yeah. If you ever feel like you're behind, you're not, you're, you're where you're, where you, where you are. So just sit in it. I think that's been a big, and it will be, like, a the lifelong challenge. What about you? Do you have any... Me? Oh. The table's turn. The table's turn. I'm curious if you have 
felt a lot of presence in your life recently. Mm. How do you tap into that? Is it something you think about a lot or feel a lot maybe? Ooh. Hot seat. (laughs) Uh, Turn tables. Yeah, I think recently, I mean, I like what you said about movement. I think when I don't, when you're not in your routine of things that you know bring you joy and peace and comfort, it's kind of easy to not do them because it can be hard work to sit with your emotions and be aware and think about life and the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy to just not. So I was telling you the other day how it's easy sometimes to not... Like when I get into the routine of going into the office, mm-hmm. I feel better because I'm going in, I'm getting up, I'm getting dressed, I'm getting out of my house. Yeah. I'm going to the office, I'm socializing, I'm having yeah. lunch. I come home, I usually use the bus to listen to a podcast or read my book. We're just people watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get some steps in and it's easy to do that for a bit. And then I don't go in one day and it's so easy to just not go in because I like Mm. being in my house and I like being able to go for a walk and making food. But I think the benefits from going into the office are probably better than like the Mm. short term, at least once or twice a week, Mm. not every day, are probably better for me than staying home but it's easier to get into that habit of not doing it and I say that because I think it's a metaphor for sometimes my wellness Mm -hmm. journey because Mm -hmm. it's easy to not show up and not go for my walk and listen to my podcast it's easier to stay in bed and watch tv or whatever it's easy to not journal because I don't want to sit through it I don't want to talk about it I don't want to journal about it it's easier to not show up for that so I think I like movement, being outside, walking, mm-hmm. something as simple as that. Yeah. I think yoga mm-hmm. once a week for me yeah. right now is where I'm at. But I think just kind of pushing myself to do something. One of the few things that I know I can rely on. So yoga, journaling, podcast, walking. Those mm-hmm. are like three things that I know will help me feel recentered. Yeah. So if I can just get myself to do that I know that I'm kind of coming back a little bit you know yeah and it's so good to have things that immediate tools you can tap into yeah right and sometimes we learn those in therapy Mm. like breath work that kind of thing is that Um, where you learned that in therapy yeah and other influences I think just around the internet right there's also a lot about so breath work hum. right now. So, <laughs> Kira and I did breath work yesterday and it got intense. <laughs> um, yeah, having those tools are, it's so important. Yeah. And they look different for everyone. Yeah. Which kind of leads me into the next space with you I want to talk about. Yeah. So, wellness, mm-hmm. that is something that you're feeling could be it. That mm-hmm. could be what's the thing that makes you feel fulfilled your purpose what does that look like for you right now Mm. well this goes hand in hand with the decision for grad school Mm -hmm. I was around people that have this grand vision for society and want to do that work of changing policies bit by bit their whole life that real macro point of view right that real like societal level change. And I'm a people person. I've always been someone who just sort of wants to make someone's day better. I love like ritual, I love movement. 
I love how those things affect our daily life, like food, culture, how those affect how much we enjoy life. And being someone who wants to be present, I find that, and, and tries to be as much as possible, I find that what I can contribute most to people is being present, helping them feel better, you know, than I left them maybe. That's kind of my goal. And I realized I already had a tool to do that. I went and got my PT license. I have an active service I can already provide someone who wants to improve their life. I get to see that face-to-face. I get to see them show up and work for themselves. And for me to just have tools to help them just felt really impactful for me. And I felt almost like, oh my gosh, I can already help people with that skill set. I don't have to wait and do this big like policy scale change. I don't think I have the patience for that, honestly, to spend my whole life in that really like micro societal level. I think I want to just feel change and feel like I'm helping someone bit by bit, piece by piece, and like a very human level, Mm -hmm. less on a societal level. Because yeah. I, I see that small change leading to big change in general, you know? Like, if everyone's taking care of themselves better, the world will be a better place. Yeah. And I just think that that more micro, everyday scale of helping someone else is more where I naturally fit. Because that's what I naturally do in my life. And what I like to give to the world is just... Helping people out, talking to friends, you know, getting that license to work with someone on their health. Being there, being there in the small moments. I think I'd feel pretty lost if I, if I went for a more structure level, you know, system level job. Yeah. I think I would feel pretty disconnected from the human experience and like how it's even helping anyone and I feel like a lot of people feel that way when they're in that work I have a lot of respect for people in that work I just also want to enjoy my life yeah I want to enjoy my everyday and maybe that's selfish but like hey (laughs) again we're just living on a rock like I'd rather enjoy it and maybe do a little bit of a like a micro impact sort of thing in my life yeah I think that's really cool it's always really great to talk to you you are someone who's very grounded I think and always has a really fresh perspective on things and again I think it circles back to self-love and kindness Mm. do you think you've always been that way I think there's a part of you that's always I think I've been I've always been kind that was sort of how I was... Mm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Objection. <laughs> I was always raised to be kind mm-hmm. and to treat people with kindness. Mm. And Harry? P-W-K. <laughs> and to, yes, treat myself with kindness, but it's been a very adult journey of, like, self-love. Yeah. And embracing everything. Femininity, sexuality, like, my interests and... The way I want to move about in the world, that was not necessarily modeled to me. Yeah. 
So that has been a beautiful exploration, to be honest, and really helped with the professors I met in college, the friends I met, yeah. the things I learned out in the world, you know, as an adult so far have brought me a lot of those like beautiful challenges towards self-love and just in, like really embracing everything, you know, the good and the bad. And I really think back on that as like, a beautiful journey, even the hard parts. It's like, shit. I just feel the more in-depth I can get with life in all of its intricacy. Like, that's what I want to be doing with my life. I want to feel things, you know, deeply. And I think you have to really love yourself to be able to do that, yeah. to allow life to, like, really make an effect on you, have an effect. Are you an affirmations gal? How do you get that mm. self-love? I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. I'm not an affirmations gal. You is but kind. I, but I love it. You right? is smart. <laughs> you is important. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, if we're talking like love languages with that kind of thing, yeah. I'm more of like an act of service for myself kind of person. Mm. Setting boundaries. Ooh, wait. I think that's so cool that you said self-love love language. We talk so much. Wait. Mm. We talk a lot about love languages with other people. Yeah. That might be the first time I've ever actually heard someone say, what is okay. my own self-love language? Right. How do well, I show up for myself? Yeah. Wow. That actually just connected for me. No wonder I'm words of affirmation because I'm an affirmations gal. Yeah. Wow. You're an affirmations gal. <laughs> <laughs> blah, blah. It's like big mouth. I love knowing that ghost about you, who sings. Blah, blah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey. I love that. Please continue. Yeah. How do you show up for I yourself? I mean, man, I think those those rituals, those routines, yeah. the movement, good food, if something's going on with your health, actually pursuing, looking into it, mm. here has been a beautiful inspiration. Oh, sorry. I was thought you were going to roast me, and I was like, I went to the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to roast me because I've so been the scared. doctor in like two years. <laughs> <laughs> no. Kira, Kira is really sorting out some of her health stuff, and that's and many of our friends are, and it's just beautiful to see people taking care of themselves, especially women, like figuring out hormonal things and like just there's so much. So again, yeah, just respecting your body enough to seek help when you need, respecting your mind enough. Um, so yeah, I guess acts of service to self are starting therapy moving my body, lifting weights, getting some sun, you know, all those things. The, that's kind of how I show myself the most love. Mm. So I wouldn't even say it's the internal dialogue. I think it's what yeah. I do with my actions, what yeah. I do with my day, setting boundaries with family members when needed or, you know, anyone in your life. Yeah. That's an act of love to self. Yeah. How do you, yeah. How, how, sorry. No, and that's it. when I feel most in tune with myself. Yeah. Is when I'm doing those things. Yeah. How do you... Let's talk about setting boundaries with your family. <laughs> let's talk about that. Here we go. <laughs> that's so hard. Yeah. Ha, t has there been something recently that's happened? Do you feel like that's been something you've been able to do your whole life? Ooh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely not. I feel I grew up in a family that was very much like everyone's good, you're good, right? Like, we're all good. We're, yeah. we're tight, we're a family unit, and sometimes you feel that way and sometimes you don't. Yeah. So how do you express when you don't, right? Yeah. Without feeling, like, ostracized. Yeah. <laughs> so I think um, as we've all grown into adults, 
it it's taken me a bit to remember that being different from your family and having other goals in life and other personality traits and other reactions is valid and is important and not conforming to like the way you were when you were 12 just to or at least in my case like it's not helpful for me to show up the same way just to you know make things go smoothly yeah like it's important to me to be my authentic self with anyone I'm with and sometimes that means boundaries sometimes that means not talking about like a certain subject so I can still show up as me but like knowing where the boundaries lie with family members about it. maybe if there's just something that's really touchy and I feel like I can never get my point across when I'm talking to my family you know there might be times where I just take a step back yeah and I'm like okay we're not gonna touch that one right now so I can show up in other ways that's true to myself because otherwise I'll spend my whole energy on you know like the hard subject that I feel like why doesn't anyone understand me and my family like yeah Sometimes it's okay to just, like, let that sit and be your own and be private. Like, holy shit. We do not live in a pri- like a society with a lot of privacy, I think, in our generation. Or at least not the surface level. It yeah. feels like everyone's out there all the time. Social media, like, what? where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? And sometimes it's really, really helpful to have things in your life that are just for you. Yeah. And just for you and maybe a partner. Like, Mm. obviously there's times where you need people to know things, like if something's wrong. But I think there's something really beautiful about keeping some things to yourself and knowing how you feel about things before you bring it to others. So that's sort of boundaries I've set recently with a family member of just kind of feeling like I want to figure out how I feel about this before I let someone else into this part of my life and that's totally okay and I think that creates space to just show up in other ways for that person and talk about other things I know that's vague but no thank you I appreciate you sharing yeah of course hmm boundaries are tough Boundaries are and really you, tough. And you usually know you need them when it's a little bit, like, when you've kind of already been hurt, I feel. For me, I haven't gotten... I, I still have work to do with recognizing boundaries before Yeah. I'm like, oh, I need a boundary. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm going crazy. Over the hedge. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need a hedge immediately. <laughs> yeah, give me the hedge. So, yeah, I would say that's still a work in progress. Um, but we learn boundaries, I think, the most through relationships and when we have harder times with people. Yeah. But that's, again, all information. Yeah. The land of not here. The land of not here. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. I think that's such an important conversation, too. Yeah. I struggle a lot with that, but I'm getting a lot better. Yeah. I'm getting a lot better. But it's interesting you say that we often notice we need a boundary once we've been hurt. And that can be a hard emotion to reckon with. 
Yeah, because you can be like, why did I put myself in that situation? I think that's what I struggle with a lot. And again, having that compassion of being like, but where was I when I made that decision? It Mm. felt right then. Yeah. I cannot judge my past self for that. Same lesson there, I think. Again, it's hard when you're talking about people and like some, you know, a situation with someone and your own feelings getting hurt. But as long as you have the courage to keep acting on your intuition even if that's a very different reaction than you had six months ago yeah that's okay we're meant to change and evolve Mm. yeah do you struggle with feeling like you want to be understood oh yeah big time like to to be known and to know others deeply is my life goal yeah fun fact um when we were in iceland we were asking each other what love means to you. And Sophie and I unknowingly said almost the exact same thing. Hmm. And I just think that's a testament. I'm just kidding. So we're in love. Um, you said to know and be known. Mm-hmm. I said to, un- to understand and be understood. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I remember are that. Are the two. And I was like, whoa, you said that? Because I said almost the same thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, to to know, to be known, and to understand that we're all one. Yeah. I think that's love. That it's all connected. What do you do when you don't feel understood by someone you do love or that you do care about? Mm. I struggle with this a lot. Oh, this totally. has been a recent trend. I'm a big oversharer. I tend to mm-hmm. I tend to tell everyone everything. And I think I'm learning that some of those things, like you said, need to be just for me. I think I also want people. I think I have talked on here about how I'm a recovering people pleaser. I think in the past, I wanted everyone's opinion mm-hmm. to validate the choices that I was making to say, yeah, I would have made the same decision if I were in your shoes. And so it's been a big journey in the past even few months to say, it doesn't matter if you'd make the same decision because this is the decision that I need to make. Mm-hmm. And the people who know me and understand me and love me, pick me, choose, choose me. me. <laughs> the people who know me and love me will understand that without me having to explain myself. Yeah. And in situations where I'm having to sit there and fight with someone to be understood, mm-hmm. those are situations I'm learning I need to walk away from. Yeah. But that is really hard yeah. because I want to be on the same page as someone. I want them to see me and mm-hmm. see my intentions and know that I am showing up the best way I can. Yeah. And sometimes there is simply miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there is simply a misalignment of where you are in life with somebody else. And like really being on the same page with somebody. Yeah. But that doesn't make it easier. Yeah. And that's the essence of it. Yeah. I think that was all really well said. Sorry, I hijacked my own question to you. No, I think we feel really similarly about that. And trusting, truly trusting that the people in your life that you want in your life love you and see you without the frills, without the even storytelling. You could say nothing to me, Kira, and I feel like I, I know you. You don't have to tell me like what you're doing to improve your life for me to see that you are improving your life and you are loving yourself more and more. Like, I see that. I feel that from you. And 
simply like, I don't even need you to tell me that because we're aligned in that way. And I think it is really hard to step back from people who don't, yeah, you, you want so badly to be known, especially when you feel like you, you know, like you're in the right or something like that. Like, oh, it's so frustrating. And I think taking that step back and naming, like we are not on the same page and, and maybe I'll just like calling that out even if that's the last interaction you have for a while with that person, just saying like, I don't feel understood, nor do I understand where you're coming from. And I just want to say that and let's take a pause, like let it sink in almost. Because I don't know, the more chatter around it, I think the further away you get from actually knowing what that person's intention was. It's really easy to dig yourself a hole, I guess. Yeah. Um, in those really heated moments. So, yeah, taking steps back. Again, like just being patient with yourself, with other people too, because not everyone's on the same path and journey, but we all might be trying to get somewhere good. So just being patient with others too. Um, yeah. That's that's a really tough one though. Get heavy. <laughs> Get heavy. <laughs> Yeah, and if I feel overwhelmed even, say even like in a dinner party setting where I'm with new friends and I feel like I can't quite like establish myself in front of people. Like I can't quite figure out if I'm like being known by those people. I think that's when I need to trust that like my spirit is there, you know, and that people can feel my presence. Yeah. And... There's no, like, right or wrong thing to say. Like, maybe sometimes, like, silence is really what's needed in those situations. Or, you know, moving around, chatting with someone else. You know, just, like, giving yourself some ease. Not feeling like you have to perform. Mm. Because your your energy is still felt by other people. Yeah. You don't have to be the best storyteller in the room. Yeah. You know? We put so much pressure on ourselves to I think to be known that we forget the point that what we really want is for people to like feel and benefit from our energy and vice versa and that's what knowing each other is it doesn't always mean like understanding every aspect of your life yeah I know when so we recently kind of moving to friendships a little bit and being known by people we went me Sophia and two of our other very close friends from college just went on this trip a gal's trip to Iceland and it was freaking fantastic (laughs) and I think it had been two two years almost Mm -hmm. since the four of us had been together yeah um which was so special that we got to do it Mm -hmm. so exciting to all be together again and it was almost uncanny I think how easily we slipped back into being around each other yeah. and feeling understood and it was wild. understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. I didn't know what to expect at the trip, honestly, because, you know, we have different relationships with each other. Yeah. With ourselves. We've got like a lot of interests going on. We've got different locations. We've all grown. So a I lot. Just, I just didn't know <laughs> yeah. how it would go. I wasn't nervous, but I was just like, oh, we'll see. 
and just the amount of community I felt within the four of us and just getting to spend a week in a very yeah like understood knowing place with each other was so healing holy shit yeah like that's that I don't know just letting each other be you know and witnessing that was really beautiful when people ask me about Iceland I don't even talk about like what we did I'm like the people I was with (laughs) beautiful (laughs) the sisterhood it's a it's yeah pretty astonishing and I think platonic love and friendship is something that I'm just starting to like dive into the depths with and it's something I want to continue to just like go deep with and seeing how platonic love can be so cool and like not all the depth is left to romantic relationships yeah like go deep with your homies get in there like Kira Kira's great about establishing needs like you're you say your needs out loud and that's not something I you know I live alone I need some attention I kind of just <laughs> no I love it I I, I sometimes need a hug just like get very internal I fulfill yeah. my I'm like oh I fulfill my own needs I can like get yeah. myself you know through the door do my own thing like yeah. I'm very isolated in that way of yeah. like or independent I guess yeah and being independent isn't always great like let someone help you let someone help you fulfill your needs sometimes too and like Kira coming up to me and being like I want a hug (laughs) is like the sweetest thing (laughs) like I love it so much and I don't even think to do that and I except I did the other day yeah I was like I'm Kira (laughs) and I need a hug (laughs) yeah well it's funny too I think it's beautiful yeah those little things thanks I think it's funny because I am only that way in very specific relationships that mm-hmm. I've built. Mm-hmm. I am not that way most of the time. Sure. I am also very, I think, like, I can handle my own needs. I can take care of myself. Yeah. I don't need to express this. I just need a minute alone. Like, I'm capable of regulating my emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something else that's been a little hard coming out of college it's like you spent four mm-hmm. plus and now it's been six plus or near six years yeah of building friendships of seeing each other through you know the saturday morning hangovers where you're talking right. about the stupid stuff you did at 18 to yeah. now talking about our purposes our lives loss mm-hmm. grief love mm-hmm. things that are really should I move across the world? Like being there for each other. Yeah. Seeing how much we've grown in the last six years. Seeing us go through mental health struggles. Seeing us go through all these things. Relationships mm-hmm. come and go. I mean, we've, I think, seen each other through so much. Yeah. But it's hard because I think sometimes I expect to feel that way in all right. of my friendships. And quickly. Yeah. And then I don't. Yeah. And then you almost question like, ooh. <laughs> Did I show up, did I try and show up too much? Mm. You kind of hold yourself back a little bit and then you wonder like, oh, am I doing this because we just haven't had enough time to get to know each other? Am I doing this because it's not right? Mm -hmm. It's hard to kind of know because I think it's hard to make friends too. So we're just trying to meet anybody and everybody. Yeah. And it it is a patience game again of like, okay, how incredible that we have such good relationships from college. Uh, or even earlier, sometimes people have friendships from childhood yeah. that are really strong and really comfortable. But we want to continue building relationships, meeting new people, and having those feel just as authentic. 
And I think we just sometimes forget that it did take six years to get there in some respects. And so just being patient, but also dedicating that time and that newfound energy of what you want in a friendship. Like, oh, now I know what I want yeah. a friendship to feel like. Yeah. So I think you can get there a little bit quicker, sure. right? Because you're showing up as your present self who's experienced that love. Yeah. You know what it feels like. You know what you're going for, right? You can act out of that. But yeah, it does take a lot of patience and dedication. And as an adult, like actually cutting out time for people. Mm. <laughs> and, and a lot of our friends live really far away from us. Yeah. And actually like picking up the phone and calling somehow is radical now. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It can be hard. But Kira and I are close the way we are right now because we do talk to each other and we put energy into that. And that felt natural for yeah. us to do. It's not like planned, like every single Thursday, yeah. you know, which also which is, is great. Yeah, if that's <laughs> I what have you that with need my brother. to do. Yeah. Like I have a Monday night call with my brother because that's what feels natural for us. And it's fucking awesome. And then Kira and I just shoot the shit whenever we need to, you know? Yeah. So... And sometimes that looks like four times a week. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that looks like we haven't talked in three weeks. Yeah. You good, bro? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. I miss you. Text me back. <laughs> Answer my call. I yeah. need to talk to you. Notify anyway. Yeah. Notify anyway. <laughs> Deliver anyway. Kira Come always on. has do, do not disturb on. It annoys me. <laughs> Notify anyway. What yeah. are you doing? I'm important. <laughs> That's so funny. You're going to want to see this. Yeah. You're going to want to see this one. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, finding your flavor of staying in touch with people and actually realizing that if you don't do that, like, what's the point? Yeah. Why do you make those friendships? Like, it's honestly really hard. Yeah. But stay, stay with the people that feel good. Yeah. Because if we're doing our lives but don't have people in it that we love and trust, like, it's really, it's really hard to, for me at least, to feel like there's the real, like, soul of life in that. Mm. Like, I gotta have the people. And sometimes that means going, you know, going out of the way to stay in touch. And we're not perfect with it, and that's okay, too. Yeah. But, you know, continuing to send love in, into that relationship. Yeah, I love that. Thanks for sharing, bud. Thanks for being here, bud. Yeah, thanks <laughs> for flying across in business class. Thanks, Mommy. <laughs> thanks, Across Mommy. the ocean. Yeah. Um, cool. This has been such a good yeah. little chat. Yeah. I I feel like I want to ask just a couple closing questions. Sure. I know like all the podcasts that I follow, they all do different ways to end it. But yeah. I just feel like I want to know. The golden question. So you're coming back from this trip. Mm. How, how do you feel? Like what are you, what are some things? Quick answer. Yeah. Going back to Denver, what do you want this summer to look like? Sure. Yeah. I think I want this summer to be time to really enjoy living in Denver, being in touch with community there, new friends there that I've met kind of before I left on my trip that I'm excited to get back to, Um, enjoying my family. I'll be an auntie at the end of the summer for the first time. I'm very excited. That, that's what I want to enjoy. I won't be in Denver forever because of the grad school thing. It's, I probably won't stay all those three years, you know, that I planned. But creating community, putting down roots while I'm there, being present, not thinking about, shoot, but I'll probably be living somewhere else in a year. It's all good. It's where I am now. So I think just enjoying Denver and, and, and kind of
kind of finding peace in that and whatever it has to offer, right? Camping, PT, maybe doing a couple retreats, kind of see where those interests that I now have time and energy to pursue. Yeah. Seeing if those align with what I feel like that career purpose is. Just, you know, having some fun with it. I think that's my goal for the summer. Yeah, I love that. Thanks yeah. for sharing, bud. Of course. Thanks for being on the potty. Thanks for having me. Potty. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Never again. A little potty. <laughs> Thanks for being on the pod. Well, of course. I'm excited to see where you where you go next. Yeah, you too, babe. Thanks I for love sharing. Mm-hmm. All right, until we meet again. I love you. Say it back. <laughs> Bye, everyone. It's been great.